Welcome back to Dice to Pixels. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we are here today to entertain you and talk about stuff that we all enjoy. Games, gaming. I'm so angry! Oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Well, it sounds like Sarah has something important to talk about. So uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Why are you so uh, mad, Sarah? Sarah, go ahead. I am very annoyed, and I'm sure there's many others with me, about Nintendo's first-party game prices. Yes. Yes. They don't go down, ever. Well, they drop for sales, yeah, only at 30%. They don't go down over time. No, they yeah. don't. They don't. Some of them are like pretty inexpensive to begin with. Like, well, inexpensive in Nintendo world, I guess. But by and large, like, I did way more work than necessary for this. So basically, I went through all of Nintendo's eShop for and pulled a list of all their first party games going back as far as I could. And then I used all of those games as reference and went on Wikipedia and found lists and made a list of every other game that Wikipedia had that was released on the same day and then pulled the prices for some of those to compare what the prices from then well these are the current prices today as of early January 2023 and um I I believe we can safely say hashtag she did the math I saw the spreadsheet and was very confused by it uh it's it's impressive. Good. Good. <laughs> Chad's a Sith. Let the hate flow through. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Walk us through a bit of it. Okay, so the earliest one, earliest day of game releases I could find on there that was listed on the Nintendo website, and I'm, I didn't include any DLC or any yeah. DS games, anything like that, or freebies, um, was on March 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> freebies are 79 bucks too oh. <laughs> yeah that's nintendo's idea of a freebie <laughs> no they'd be 78.99 that's right yeah right. yeah um but yeah so march 3rd 2017 and that was the release of legend of zelda breath of the wild yeah and they still want 79.99 for it yeah see i when i read this i thought because uh, i i saw this doc in our shared drive uh earlier today with no context i thought that that was the release well it obviously was the release price but i didn't realize that was still today's price that's it's the current ridiculous. price i pulled it directly from the e-shop today some of the prices i pulled well, these are all the regular prices. Some of them, the games are currently on sale for 30% sure. off, but I did their regular prices. Um, Mario Kart 8 is still $79.99. We got Splatoon 2, which were, was released July 21st, two, 2017. It's still that same price point, the $80. And Splatoon 3... Oh my God, I can't say that word apparently. Splatoon, <laughs> She's so angry. Arr, Splatoon 3 just recently came out <clears throat> at the end of 2022 so ugh. yeah well you you actually you uh you kind of blew past one of the ones that's uh now that i know what this spreadsheet is mm -hmm. uh you kind of blew past one of the ones that uh now makes me want to vomit which is uh the binding of isaac rebirth yes uh 49.99 on nintendo eShop. yeah that technically that is listed as a dlc in most places but i figured it was standalone enough 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would agree. And and that's, I mean, you've got the other prices here. It's basically yeah. 11 bucks anywhere else, but that's insane. Yeah. Because like some of these are Nintendo exclusives and, and like as much as it's bullshit, mm-hmm. you can kind of be like, well, you can only get it from them. So I kind of get it. Yeah. Uh, but like that you can get anywhere. Yep. Yep. There's no reason for it. Now, it's not to say that other companies aren't just as bad because like like Assassin's Creed Origins is still $80 on Steam, PlayStation, well, Steam and PlayStation, whereas Xbox has it for 60 And that was released also in 2017. It's, That's pretty wild. Yeah. Like Mario Tennis is still $80. Um, Kirby Star Allies. Like, I honestly don't remember hearing about that really at all. Not a clue. 2018 still 80 bucks like so so it's interesting because uh so these the other thing that's that's interesting in here and i i know you you did all of the work already on this but this is all the digital pricing i just quickly looked at assassin's creed origins because i was like surely it's not that much and it it absolutely is online but uh walmart has the physical disc Mm. for 25 dollars. now it's on sale from 30 but still uh and that's that's Canadian, yeah. which is interesting because that means that you can buy the disc cheaper than the digital download. Yeah, yep. Yeah, which makes like no sense because you would yeah, think that the whole purpose of buying games digitally would, and initially it was, it was cheaper than buying the physical version. But then as inflation rose and companies got freaking greedier. You know, like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. to what you were saying, like looking on Amazon right now at Assassin's Creed Origins and you can get it on Xbox One for twenty five dollars. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. 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 yeah um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't want to derail this topic too much because uh, I want to hear more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do uh, wonder if this is going to bite people in the ass with the digital only. Yeah. Consoles. Yeah. Uh, but I will say one of the things that actually companies and I'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Uh, but one of the things that companies did wrong early on with the e-store stuff is the actual cost of delivering the download because you you need to be able to deliver it over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Yeah. So it them like selling it cheaper in the first like whatever year or two was actually a stupid move. They should never have done that. Uh, but also it it shouldn't be 80 dollars. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, going back to this list, I... It's it's a pretty freaking extensive list that it's I. It's a very extensive list. Um, so I I didn't pull the prices for everything, but I I pulled some for like more popular games. So something like Untitled Goose Game came out in two thousand nineteen. Um, on Steam it's twenty two seventy nine. Switch is twenty five ninety nine. PlayStation is twenty six ninety nine, and Xbox is nineteen ninety nine. So in pulling some of these prices, I was really surprised to find that Xbox tends to have the least expensive like their prices are always a little bit lower that only surprises me a little bit um because the xbox in some ways directly competes with the pc game Mm -hmm. and microsoft has historically been okay with losing money on the Mm -hmm. xbox okay Especially for older games, mm-hmm. that doesn't shock me. Okay, then that makes sense because I honestly would have expected it to pretty consistently be Steam that would have the cheaper version. Because like even Ori and the Blind 
Forest is $2 more than on Steam than on Xbox. But the price difference between those two (laughs) is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So Steam, it's $6.99. Xbox, $4.99. On Nintendo Switch, $24.99. So dumb. It's... So dumb. Like, and Luigi's Mansion's still $80. Like, Pokemon Sword and Shield is still $80. And those came, like, 2019. Well, the the striking thing to me, and and maybe we'll uh, make this uh, spreadsheet uh, viewable by the public since you did all this work. Uh, The striking thing to me is, like, I'm I'm scrolling down the Switch price list and... um, the spread of prices from 2017 and from like 2021 and 2022. There's no difference. It, there's no difference. It's nope. the same. Like, I mean, there's a few more cheap games in the older stuff, mm-hmm. but I think that's probably just because the newer stuff, like there are still cheap games. You just didn't yeah. include them in the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's there's no difference. It's all the same price. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's primarily mostly like Pokemon, um, Mario, and then like uh, some larger type games like Bravely Default is still $80 too. But then Kirby games seem to be a little bit cheaper is what I noticed too. That's interesting. I wonder if there's a good reason for that. If maybe there's a different publisher involved. I think think maybe it was just because they were slightly – they didn't push them as hard because I don't remember hearing anything about Kirby Fighters 2. That's fair. The Forgotten Land was the big. Yeah. Because I that's the one I want to play. But again, I'm not spending 80 bucks on something that I'm going to play once. Exactly. Yeah. That's understandable. You know what I mean? And the one thing I'm actually surprised about with the uh, with a lot of Nintendo's, especially this first party game, is Nintendo Switch Sports, which you would think they would sell at the same ridiculous price point as all their other first party games. Yeah. But no, this is only $50. That surprised me too. I was expecting to see that one at $80. But, but I think the physical version costs more because it comes with an accessory. Mm. Yeah. Well, there, there's that. And there's also, um, <clears throat> so the the sports games, they started this with the Wii. Yep. Um, they didn't charge as much for it specifically because they wanted people to get hooked on the mechanics of the controllers and everything. So you might be seeing some of that too, where it's uh, they're they're selling it obviously not at a loss. There's no way that's a loss, but uh, selling it a little bit cheaper just to draw people in a little bit more. Yeah, because uh, I think they did that with Wii Sports. Because I, I remember Wii Sports being like 120 bucks, but that included like the balance board thing. No, that wasn't Wii Sports. That was um, sorry, that was Wii Fitness. Yeah, it was yeah. Wii Fit. Yeah, they have Wii, Wii Fit and Wii Fit Two here. And yeah. they're $65. Sports, just the game. Just Wii Sports game. was bundled with the uh, with the Wii, with the initial Wii. That's right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So. yeah, I was thinking Wii Fit. But, yeah. but Wii Fit was like you got a, a chunky balance board that was like a fairly high-tech piece of equipment. And I think it and the game was, uh, well, game, if you can call it that, was like 120 bucks, which was respectable but, given what you were getting. Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. <clears throat> but getting i see i don't know like with the the switch sports thing i think because the control style is fairly similar holding the joy con is uh, yes it's smaller than a wii remote but it's essentially the same like when you're playing bowling on the nintendo switch you're still 
kind of utilizing the same type of motion and control, right? Uh, but you're neglecting the part where uh, they got to sell more docks so that you could put it up on your screen. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, that they would have sold more docks uh, for the for the like couch co-op. I, I think that would be where they were trying to draw the extra yeah. sales. And I think now like that that the the switch sports game like that that should be bundled with the freaking switch system for sure like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah you know because uh, you're not gonna because even i don't know what the mario kart bundles are like now for to get a to get a switch with the mario kart i don't know if it like if it's legit like a hundred bucks more than like you're, you're paying a hundred bucks for a game that came out in 2017 and you know the whole uh oh well they're they're coming out with new tracks now for the game you know it's okay fine great they're coming out with new tracks now yeah the game was still released in 2017 and they're not yeah. new tracks they're just upscaled tracks of older you know from from older Mario Kart games like that's that's all it is yeah uh it doesn't look like there's anything current mm-hmm. for Mario Kart bundles there's one on Amazon that's like uh, it is a hundred bucks more, but it also doesn't look like that's like that might be an old listing, so that might be mm-hmm. a markup. I it's hard yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what happened with Nintendo because they were one of the first. Uh, did you was there anything more that you were gonna? Oh, make? I was just gonna say there are circumstances like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, being that that is a uh, PlayStation exclusive. That one's still eighty dollars. It's also just had a DLC drop recently. Yeah, you know? and then El- Elder, Elder, oh my goodness, Outer Worlds is uh, eighty dollars ex- everywhere except for Xbox at this point too. Right. And both of those games came out in twenty twenty as well. But yeah, sorry, what were you going to say about Nintendo? Well, it's it it blows my mind because they were one of the first like player friendly uh, companies that would offer the the discounted prices on a lot of first party games. Like I can remember the Super Nintendo uh, when there was like you could get a link to the past and and Super Metroid and Super Punch Out and Super Mario World. And they were all discounted because like a cartridge back then was close to 100 bucks. But you could get the I think they were called the player's choice and they were like 40 or 50 bucks to, to get back like way back when. And they continued that with the N64. Um think they had something similar for the GameCube. I'm not sure. I know they did for like the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance. But like now, like the the cheapest you're ever going to see like any of their first party games, the fact that they still want $80 for Breath of the Wild blows my frigging mind. I know. Like Mario Kart, yeah, but and again, they're they're coming out with new stuff. They're adding new tracks and all that to it now. But they should have been adding new tracks and stuff to that game like 5 years ago. Yeah, it should have been a slow release type thing. Uh, yeah, that's totally fair. I was actually just doing a little bit of quick Amazon searching because I was curious. Because um, <clears throat> to your point, uh, you used to get the sort of player's choice versions and, and then it was like the game of the year editions yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was curious. Uh, so I went and checked for splatoon 2 physical copies because i'm like maybe that's still a thing with physical yep. copy Nah, not so much yeah <laughs> not for nintendo at least yeah and out of everything well 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes, that that blows my mind. But Splatoon 2 still being $80, that one, that one just absolutely boggles me. I, I don't understand how they can justify that when they have, when did it come out? Let me find two or three, uh, I should say. 2017. No, sorry. I'm looking for three. Oh. 21, I think. I thought it came out this year. Uh, possibly. Uh, at any rate. Yeah. It yes. was, yeah. That is, yeah, it was uh, September 8th, 2022. So yeah. quite recently. Uh, yeah. That's no, right the there. the fact that that didn't get discounted. But honestly, I mean, I don't think that's too much weirder than like Mario Kart 8. Like, yeah. old's old, right? Yeah. Like the idea is to. Yeah. But like there isn't a Mario Kart 9 now and they're. Yeah, but does that really matter? It doesn't. No, no, it really, really doesn't. It's just that because there has been an, another release in the Splatoon series, it's like, like especially bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Zelda, The Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword, is a remake of a Wii U game that came yeah. out in like the early 2010s, yeah. and they just did an HD remaster of it, and they still want they want eighty bucks for that, and that came out after Breath of the Wild, and it's just a remake. Sure. Did like they, that's ridiculous. Did they entirely redo the game like they did? Visually, no. It, Visually? it looks more okay. or less the same. They added some switch controls so that you can use controller or motion. Okay. But still, it's it's like an older game. Yeah. And you still you're still asking for eighty bucks. Yeah. Like that's a game that should have been priced at like forty nine when it initially released. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple other re-releases that they've done, and they're still just as weird and weirdly priced. And I don't know. It just, it just, it irritates me, especially with growing up. Like I, I was such a big Nintendo fan growing up, and just seeing this stuff now is like, I look at, I look at companies like PlayStation. PlayStation had uh, their line of greatest hits for I think the PS1 and the PS2. And again, same thing. And mind you, the compact, like buying a play, a new PlayStation game when it was initially released, it, they were like 40 or $50 and their greatest hits were usually about 20 bucks. But even they had something like that. And what you were saying about the game of the year editions now where like after a year, a, a fully complete game comes out, like Witcher 3. How many times have you seen the Witcher 3 complete edition come out? Oh, yeah. It just came out for next gen systems and it's it's $40 for yeah. the game and all the DLC with a nice visual upgrade. Right. Right. I think with PlayStation and Xbox, because PlayStation has the PS Plus collection, which gives you access to a lot of their really good hits for, for basically your monthly PS Plus cost. And with the Game Pass, like, I think that's kind of their excuse for not having those kind of uh, cheap first party hits mm -hmm. that are, you know, that would go on sale, but Nintendo, like. <laughs> it feels, I don't know if, I doubt it, it's intentional, but it feels a little bit like, um, it, it seems like a barrier to a lot of gaming for a company that's supposed to be like the family friendly console. It, it It's, it's disappointing from a consumer's point of view, especially for such an, like an older game. Like if, if, if I was a, a parent or something, or like, trying to get something like this for uh, a niece or nephew or whatever, like that's, it's, that's a big purchase. You want to be reasonably sure that the kid is going to enjoy it. If it's going to be a younger person where if I'm spending that money on me, well then that's just my stupid issue. But it, it's such a, it's such a barrier for 
where you want to spend your entertainment that all of these games, even when they're older, especially when you expect them to be so much cheaper and they're still full price, it's like, why am I, is there any other improvements with Breath of the Wild that have come out since 2017 that that's why I'm paying $80 for? No. Like, no, in fact, I yeah. would bet that there haven't been any updates because no. Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo, if there's one thing they do well, it's that games that they release generally work when they're released yes. and don't need a million patches. So there's yes. that, but that doesn't excuse charging $80 no. No. 10 years later. No. Uh, I was just trying to figure out if there was an online, like a subscription play that they were trying to end around this and if I could sort of put it in that context to make it sense. Not really. Yeah. It just looks really dumb. I don't know what the hell they're doing. That's yeah. weird. No, well, clearly they're not going to go out of business for it because they they have many, many happy fans. Well, they're not going to go out of business yet for it. Yes. But the fact that the it people are still willing to pay that $80, it, it doesn't feel like there is a vocal majority that's saying, hey, this is an issue. Why Why are we still paying this amount of money for games that are so old? Yeah. Especially when it's like, like you said, they do come when they're published, finally released to the, into the wild. They're fully complete games. Yeah. I will. Yeah. And I will give them credit for that. Well, as you said, like mm-hmm. when they release a game, it's, it's complete. It's not buggy. It's, it's done. Um, when you when you two were in uh, Madison, Wisconsin in 2021, when Metroid Dread came out, I bought that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I paid 80 bucks for it. But I'm a Metroid fan. Right. I, I like the Metroid series. And that gave me something to play while I was home alone all by myself. <laughs> but <laughs> and and yeah, like, I mean, it, it like any Metroid game, it had its issues. I felt um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but. Something like that where like I played it over the course of that week and I haven't gone back to it because I played it and I beat it and I got the 100% out of it and I put it back in the case and it's sitting on the shelf. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's confusing. It is actually confusing. Normally when we talk about something like this, I can kind of figure out a way to frame it where it makes sense. It's like, well... And and I guess the only place that I can kind of frame it is they're mostly exclusive games to yeah. Nintendo. So yeah. I'd like if you want those games, screw you, you're paying the premium. Yeah. But normally there's at least a place somewhere that it's like, oh, well, those are overpriced because they want you to get it through the online subscription yeah. where you're paying them a guaranteed mm-hmm. monthly. And like normally there's some business case that you can kind of figure out i i don't i don't see it this just looks weird yep yep and like live a life was um another (laughs) game that was first party uh nintendo and it came out just last year 2022 and it's 65 dollars like that game it's not uh 100 first party because it was a squaresoft game Okay. Well, that it was, was released initially in Japan on the Super Famicom, but uh, never was ported over to here. So this is actually a a, a slight graphical upgraded 
they they've upgraded it like graphically okay. musically sound wise and all that stuff yeah. and re-released it now in north america for the first time so okay well it, i pulled it from the list of first party games it's, that it, I have, it's, but an, whatever. it's a switch exclusive but it's technically a third party game yeah but like the the amount of like you have that game you yep. you i and don't know good. Yeah, it's, like, it was, it's a fun game. Have you fin- you haven't finished it at all? Have Not you? Yet, no. no, no. And the amount of time that you've dumped into that, though, mm. like, would that be anything that you'd ever consider going back to again? Uh, no, because the see, the I think the only game of that style, similar style that I that I would go back to and have gone back to is like Final Fantasy VI yeah. slash three, Final yeah. Fantasy four slash two, yeah, uh, Chrono Trigger, you know, um, uh. Octopath Traveler is another one that mm-hmm. is still, uh, I, I think it's still $80 on the Switch, but it also just came out on other platforms yep. for roughly the same price. Um, but it's 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 a good game. Like you get the time, you get a lot of time out of it, mm-hmm. but it's not very replayable because there's no, there's no uh, branching paths or like, different choices that you can make that's going to affect the game yeah you know it's it's your typical rpg beginning middle end you know and i say uh the final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 6 growing up like 2 and 3 here on the super nintendo they were like classics so like yeah i i played them over and over again Mm -hmm. because they were so good and even now they stand up to a lot of the current crop of rpgs because they were so good they have good story good gameplay sort of i guess if you like (laughs) selecting menu stuff (laughs) (laughs) if you like that uh yeah i mean i i wonder how much of that is just you know you played those during the right years and therefore they hold that special place oh yeah 100 um because i wouldn't be surprised if newer gamers are like oh no the switch game x is the best thing ever and i play it eight hours a day every day for you know years on end uh so so things like that i'm always a little wary of in terms of uh sort of not not to discount it but like on the objective side i'm not i those always are a flag for me mm-hmm. but uh it, i mean i agree i don't think switch games are tend to be very, I, I don't think new nintendo games are good for the most part no. i actually don't like them no. uh, i like the old ones that actually had some challenge to them mm-hmm. uh, i remember being super annoyed with the latest mario game that i played which wasn't that recent by the way i think it was like super paper mario or something oh yeah because yeah. Oh, yeah. it was just impossible to lose it's like you like you you would have to be really bad at games to lose oh. that. See, that's um, not fun either. Yeah, whereas like the original Mario Brothers going way, way back, well, not the the original Super Mario Brothers, like I can still sit down and and it takes a while to to at least to one shot that game. Like yep. um I don't think I've ever gotten past level three. <laughs> <laughs> um so so like they aren't my cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that other people don't love them. But uh, yeah, just the keeping the price so high. I guess it's just that they figure they can, and obviously they, they, they can. can. Yeah. yeah, it seems a little shitty though. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Like I won't like if if I'm as much as I would want to trade in like my first party like my first party Nintendo games that I own. I would rather sell them to somebody for like twenty bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like because I can't, I cannot. Like if I have a physical like if i have a physical copy of breath of the wild for the switch and i trade it into a GameStop, right or an eb games or whatever they're going to take that and selling it used they're probably still going to sell it for like 50 bucks well they'd be stupid not to yeah, yeah right so 
I would rather take that game and like a friend that has a that has a kid at home and they want to play Zelda here. And yep. if they're a good friend, I might not even want money. Just mm-hmm. here, take it. Give mm-hmm. it to your son. Yeah. You know? Uh yeah. I am I I'm interested because normally mm-hmm. uh the reward for playing digital is one of two things. If you're buying it day one, you don't have to go and like get it day one. Yeah. That's like the reward for getting it right away. Or if you're buying it six months down the line, your reward is you're saving money. It's gone down in price. Mm-hmm. Maybe the physical hasn't, but the, the digital has. Yep. Uh, with Nintendo, I got to say, it doesn't look like there's any point in buying digital games yep. except possibly convenience. Yeah. And honestly, I never found installing Switch games to be all that convenient. Their digital stuff is, yeah. Well, they don't have you don't have a lot of storage space either on the Switch yeah. as well. Well, you don't have a lot of storage, and I just always found like downloading the games and installing them to be not like it's not hard, but I wouldn't call it like quick and easy. Uh, and also the download speeds, I never got very no, good download they're not speeds. Good they're, download they're on, speeds. Yeah, their online. A, sorry, their online component sucks. Sure. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure. Like, I, I know that the games that I do have for Switch, which I think I've only bought three, um, I do know that I think I bought them all digital, but obviously I shouldn't have. Obviously, yeah. I should have brought the physical media yep. because they I could resell them for, I mean, not that I would because it's more hassle than it's worth, but I could resell them for probably 40 bucks or something if exactly. i really wanted to yep so that's a weird play on their part it is it's a very strange play very unfortunate and i look yeah. at it I'm like okay so i'm and a lot of it too is uh renown right so a lot of a lot of nintendo first party games and this goes back to what we were saying about how when they release a game they're complete games there's no day one patch there's no buggy release you know like they're complete games and I'll give Nintendo credit for that. Like they don't they don't mess around when it comes to actually releasing a good product. Um, a lot of their games usually get reviewed quite well. Like Zelda Breath of the Wild is a game of the year for most people. Um, the Mario games are usually well received. Mario Kart is, you know, crack for some people. Mario Party, mm-hmm. while is one of the ones that I'm like, okay, well, the only time you're ever going to get any enjoyment out of it is if when you're playing it with friends. Because as a single player mm-hmm. experience, it's pretty freaking boring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mario Golf, you and I play the hell out of that when we get the chance. Yeah. And the only time I ever play it is with it's with you and Sarah or, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, I remember that uh, when I went to buy Mario Golf because I was like, well, I'll I'll pick it up because it's been out forever. And I remember looking at it and it was it was like 80 bucks. And I was like. Never mind. That yep. Chad already has it. There's no point in me no. spending 80 bucks on it. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I guess I didn't put two and two together at the time, but holy god. Yep. That is just gross. Yep. Now, yep. on Nintendo, you like on the Switch you can still get like really really cheap games. Like I have on my wish yes. list is like predominantly games that are less than $5, yeah. much like Steam, but uh those are like little indie type games so again indie's where it's at yeah yeah well i also noticed that uh the 
um, the subscription for NES games is Ooh. cheap. Yes. It's like 20 bucks a year US. Yes. Uh, so like 800 Canadian. Yep. Um, which maybe that's kind of part of it is that they're like, well, yeah, we don't discount our games because uh, we don't care. We count on getting the sales early to like we because they sell a game that works. People don't hesitate. Like I, I would hesitate to order a pre-order from a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'm not going to pre-order Diablo 4. Nope. I wouldn't feel the same about a Nintendo game because in general, I know that Nintendo games are going to work day one. Yep. Mm. So it may be that they just make all of their, most of their money like up front and then they're like, eh, screw it. Just keep selling it for 80 bucks. Who cares? Meanwhile, they're just also subscribed to our $20 a year Nintendo. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. See, even with, I would almost, I would be okay if they did something similar to what uh, PlayStation's done with the PS Plus. Where if you pay, let's say, 60 bucks a year for a good online service, and because Nintendo and online, they that's like oil and water to them. Like their online sucks. Sure. And they really need to fix that. But if they offered something like the PlayStation Plus where you get, you know, a bunch of games that you can download for free, but they're from like, they're like a greatest hits catalog. It's like when you get the PlayStation plus and then the PS plus collection, you have God of war 2018, you have um, uh, the last of us, you know, like first party big hits. So if they had something like that for 60 bucks, you know, a year and let's discount like the, the NES and SNES online stuff, let's just ignore that. And this is strictly the online play. But then you also get access to a catalog of like Breath of the Wild, of Mario Kart, of Super Mario Odyssey, of Metroid Dread. You know what I mean? Uh, I do. Uh, they they almost have that, I, I think is what I would say. Um, I feel so, like it's coming. Well, no, they 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 literally, they, they basically have that now. Uh, so it's just not quite what you're getting at. So the, the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack is $50 US a year. Uh, and it comes with all of the same stuff that the Nintendo Switch Online does. So we're talking NES, SNES, uh, etc. It also adds Nintendo 64. And Sega Genesis. And Sega Genesis. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Splatoon 2. I thought that was just the DLC for all those. Well, yep. it are you sure that it's just the DLC? Because that's I, not oh no. the way this is phrased. Okay, maybe not then. I you can only either have to pay for the DLC, I think. for I know for new for Animal Crossing, there was issue when that came out for a lot of players because you had to have the subscription. But I think they've backtracked that now. Right. Okay. Because the way that it's phrased is you can just play the game. Okay. But in fairness, I I don't I don't know I yeah. don't do Nintendo Switch, so I have one, but I never actually use it. Um, so like they're it looks like they're kind of almost going that direction, but uh, yeah, this here is just saying the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Sure. Uh, New Horizons Happy Home Paradise and the Splatoon Two Octo Expansion. Yeah, but it doesn't say you need the base game. Which usually it would. Again, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know because I I don't own yeah. it. I haven't I, checked. I, I, yeah, it. yeah. Um, if you have any insight into that, actually, 
I think we're interested to know that. Or if you think you understand what the hell Nintendo strategy here is. Ah. <laughs> uh, it is legitimately confusing. Yep. Like I said, I, I expected to be able to come up with something that made sense. Like, oh, well, clearly they're just shunting people into the 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 online subscription which clearly is what they're trying to do mm-hmm. but like it doesn't even include the Wii stuff nope. uh which kind of makes it seem like that's not their play so i don't know it's very weird it I, is very I think weird. they are very confused about what company they want to be yeah for real and it makes me wonder uh with the xbox you're starting to see a lot of xbox games on switch consoles and stuff mm-hmm. and we talked about it before but i may, i wonder if there's going to be some kind of cross, you know, cross promote. Like, are you going to the day that you can play a Mario game on like an Xbox will blow my freaking mind. And I remember saying that about like Sega games mm-hmm. playing Sonic on 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 a Nintendo system was just like, oh, that's blasphemous. Oh, I'll never see that. And then here we are. Surprise. Here we are yeah. playing Sonic games on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I um and obviously we're talking officially. Like I, I know that you can play like Super Mario sixty four on your Xbox, but that's not like no. that's not sanctioned. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'd be interested. I mean, we were talking about it the other day, and I legitimately do think that Nintendo looks more and more like it wants to get out of the hardware business mm-hmm. and just be a software company. Uh, which is fine, but if they want to be a software company, they're gonna have to stop pricing their games like morons yes yeah because that's not a winning strategy nope. <laughs> no. Nope. no every other game company in the world discounts their their games over time like i know that they they put them on sale but like they don't get cheaper which is weird so it'd be like one of those things if uh if if uh sony was charging like 80 dollars still for the original like god of war yeah, like or sorry, mm. God of War 20, 2018. I was gonna say for the PlayStation, that one, yeah, one, one. right. Like if Woo. they still if they still wanted full price for that, yeah, it's like you got to be kidding me, man. Like no, I mean the the Arkham like the Batman Arkham series, that entire series of games is like insanely good. And if they were first party titles, like sure, like I'm I'm almost positive like they would be selling them for like a ridiculous amount but the fact that you could just get the bundle recently for 12 bucks on xbox yeah well yeah that's the so maybe that's part of it with nintendo too is that uh they tend to have diehard fans um because i do know Mm -hmm. that most people i know that like buy into the mario games they just own all of them yeah like it doesn't matter if a new mario game comes out they buy it it doesn't matter if it's good yeah they buy it and so maybe that's part of it is like most game companies discount their games because they want they want to get you into the ecosystem a little bit mm-hmm. so that when they release their next game, they at least have a shot at selling it to you. And maybe Nintendo legitimately has the market research to just kind of say like, yeah, screw it. You're all addicted. We'll charge what we want. And you I can think, go yeah, now. that's mm. the way it is, because it's one of the oldest um What's the word I'm looking for? Like series, like most recognizable names in gaming that have been going back. So they have fan base through multiple generations at this point. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's not like they have to try and lure people in anymore. Hot take. I hate the 3D Mario games. 
Uh, I liked Mario 64. I tried to, and I, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. It's the old man in me. I'm just so used to playing my <laughs> Mario games like as a side scroller that when I tried to initially play Super Mario 64, I just, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, well, and also for you, um, not uh, not having to chisel your moves on clay tablets would be pretty distracting for you too, eh? That's how we figured and remembered the codes. You can't erase that shit. Um, yeah, well, so I think the problem, part of the problem with three Mario games is that they've never made them good. Uh, they started with Mario 64, which I liked. I, I enjoyed it. But it was a train wreck. Uh, I actually saw recently somebody apparently uh, like broke it down, rewrote some of the code and uh, got it running at 60 frames per second so that it actually like works because that game was atrociously slow to play. Was that the one with the owl? No, no, no. That was the very first 3D Mario. Yeah. It was the first, it was like, it was the N64 release title. Mm. There was a penguin. There was a big penguin that you find at the top of a hill and you have to slide down a and mountain it, with and it. And it was the leaf hat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, or the, the wing, wing hat. hat. The wing, wing hat. hat. Um, so, and then I don't think they ever got good. Mario, right? I think Mario Galaxy, oh, okay. I don't know if it was Galaxy 1 or Galaxy 2, but I know one of them were like, was just, a lot of people think that that's the epitome of like a, the the best of the Mario 3Ds. I, I never it. played them. I played it and thought it was garbage. But again, part of that is because it was so freaking easy. Yeah. There was zero, like it, you got, I had like within three levels, I had like 15 extra lives or something utterly ridiculous. Uh, it was one of those things like, oh, so... You just can't fail at this game. It was made for preschoolers. like, mm-hmm. And that's not fun. No. Like um, the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which again, that's, I believe that is a remaster of a Wii U version of a Super Mario game that was released on the Switch and they still want 80 bucks for. But that would be like, because it's a side scroller. It has that 3D art style, but it's a side scroller. So, so I, that appeals more to me than a 3D Mario game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate new things like you do, so I'm not necessarily against a 3D Mario game. I just don't think they've done a good one. I hate this new <laughs> bottle of ginger ale. But they went back to like the old label. That's right. They did. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, but it doesn't come in the, the, the aluminum cans anymore, you know? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't mind a 3D Mario game if they made a good one, but it would have to be some level of challenge to it. I mean, first of all, Nintendo needs to offer difficulties, like difficulty yeah. modes, because an adult, like they, they gear their games towards children to a large extent. Uh, and it makes them just like hatefully easy to play as an adult. And that annoys me. I can't get past that because it's just like, well, if I'm going to play a game, I want at least an outside chance that I can fail. Or I want the game to not pretend that I'm progressing. Like something like No Man's Sky, you can't really fail. But it's also not like, ooh, you're doing so well by progressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread is challenging. It's hard. Sure. And I think it has an, an uh, like a, the normal difficulty is stat. 
And it's it's tough. It's it, it was a tough game to get through. Yeah. But Metroid, then they have like the harder difficulty. Metroid's always been oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the hard of the Nintendo games. This uh, one, this one more so because I found they added way more like controls and they made the controls really complex. So like when you're having to hold three buttons to like shoot and aim at something with a missile. That sounds terrible. That, yeah, doesn't, it, that doesn't sound hard. That just sounds terrible. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was pretty nutty. It was pretty nutty. Uh, need one of those accessibility controllers for that <laughs> shit. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I never got into the 3D Marios other than I played a lot of N64 Mario, but that was also in the last days of the couch co-op stuff. Uh, so like you'd play it in a group, even if only one person was playing at a time, you, you'd play it in a group. Mm -hmm. So there was some of that sort of helping out and making it more interesting. But, uh, I just, I, I think that they went too easy. Even Super Mario 64, uh, they're like it was already too easy. And compared to the newest Mario's, it was like incredibly difficult. Yeah. So uh and I think that's why I don't like most of the Nintendo games, is just the difficulty doesn't exist. Uh Metroid, I just never got into I don't know why I never got into Metroid, but I mm. never did. Yeah. Uh but uh and then, yeah, so I don't know if they introduce difficulties, I'd be more interested in them. But uh, I don't know. I think Nintendo's most of their money is in the old stuff in the retro. And I could be totally wrong about that. But I feel like they are in a position where the same number of people who subscribe to Netflix could subscribe to the NES online and they'd be doing mm -hmm. just fine and they wouldn't have to build anything new they could just yeah. reap money off of their back catalog yeah. actually that's uh some of the selections that i've been looking at whenever i i look on the nintendo eShop is old yep really old like arcade games the stuff that i grew up in my friend jim would know too like the stuff that we'd go to the, uh go to the arcades and play like ninja assault or bad dudes or sure you know like like <laughs> old such a weird name yeah for a game. well bad dudes was like a it was like a 2d fighting game similar something like double dragon the original arcade mm -hmm. double dragon yeah. it's a similar thing like it's just a 2d beat em up you know like the tmnt the arcade the cowabunga collection that just came out for ninja turtles like that is like the, those kind of games are like the stuff that i look at when i'm looking for new games to buy on the nintendo switch because i cannot with Nintendo Metroid Dread, like I said, was the last game that I paid full price for, and I will not pay full price for another Nintendo game. Yeah, I don't actually see myself uh, buying pretty much anything from Nintendo except possibly like an NES subscription uh, anytime soon because I don't know. None of their new stuff appeals to me. Like I tried Animal Crossing. I, I played Breath of the Wild a little bit, but again, it was too easy. Um, there was a couple parts of it that were reasonably difficult mm -hmm. if you did them uh, early, but mm -hmm. if you did them later, they were trivial. Um, I've, actually, yeah. I've actually considered selling the Switch just to buy a Steam Deck. Yeah, I don't know. Is there even a market for old Switches? Like I, I, I assume I, they're not worth anything. No, the trade value, you you know. I could take but, it into uh, EB Games or GameStop, whatever, and get like, uh, I bet they'd give you a, a refurbed Xbox game for it or something. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just assume they're not worth anything. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I've got one kicking around that I will probably never really use again. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for being mad and looking that up. So. <laughs> Yeah, the research is great. It's very it it is 
wild to see that. Uh, yeah. Like it's the comparisons between the other prices are very interesting. But to me, like I said, the the most amazing thing about this is that the prices from 2017, the the prices on games from 2017 look just like the ones from 2022, yep. which is nuts. Yep. Well, I brought I brought this up uh, a couple of weeks back where uh, that game Chained Echoes that I, I had bought mm, on Steam mm-hmm. and I looked at it on PlayStation and it was $36 Canadian. So then I went on the Switch and it was 29. Yep. And then when I went on Steam, it was 26. Mm-hmm. But it's also on Game Pass. Yep. So is in that point, Sony yeah. can. Oh, yeah. Just from the little bit I did with the other games in mm-hmm. terms of prices, again, best option if you want to get the best bang for your buck is again Xbox. Yeah. Especially in terms of consoles. Especially since uh at least some of the games uh you can uh, especially if you do Game Pass, you can do Xbox and PC at the same time. Exactly. Which is fantastic. Yep. 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 Best um, value. Yeah. For consoles. So, so we're all going to put our switches in a pile and burn them. Yeah. Uh no, we're not going to no. do that. That's just I don't want to burn money. Well, the the fumes I think would be my biggest. That concern. too. Yeah, I just like Nintendo to respect their consumers. That would be. Nice. I'm not going to go out and pay a uh, hundred thousand dollars or or sixty thousand dollars for a 2017 car. Well, that depends on the car, I suppose. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, uh, if there are a few games on this list that I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, fine. Like mm-hmm. there are essentially classic games that I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can get away with that. Cause people still like love the shit out of those. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of these are just, just random games. They're not, they don't strike me as particularly special in nope. any way. And they're nope. still like Kirby star allies is a great example where it's like, it doesn't seem like a classic, nope. but it still costs the and, same. And like, because I hadn't heard of that. I looked at it. It's like a battler, basically. Yeah. It's a party game. Whereas Kirby's Dream Buffet came out in August 2022. It's $20. Another party game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty mind blowing. Um, very strange. If you have any idea what Nintendo's doing, uh, hit us up in the comments. Or if you just want to rant along with us. Uh, but that is super weird. And I do not know what their game plan is. So. Absolute world domination is our game plan. Well, they're doing it wrong. Yes. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I scammers on me now, so they didn't get to see the last half of that. But it was the same as the first half, if you're curious. Just this <laughs> creepy. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, on that cheery note, I think we'll probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice to to shit on somebody who wasn't Sony for a chance. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you like what you see, please click that thumbs up button. Good. I, uh, in, in case anyone's curious, uh, between filming the last podcast and this episode, whenever this comes out, uh, I showed them the uh, one of the videos describing the Galaxy's Edge, the main ride, and uh, Chad's been a Sith ever since. Yes, you can call me Darth David. Darth David. That's right. 
right. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for doing the research. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. And uh, subscribe, like, tell three friends. We love you all. We'll see you on the next one. Have an excellent week and go pet yourself a fluffy bunny.